0: There's nothing like a vacation home in Europe. Only now, many of them are housing refugees from Ukraine. Putin's February invasion has changed so much, and the vacation rental business is one of them. But renters are happy to help. Denislava Toshiva lives in Bulgaria. She remembers watching news of the invasion on the day Russian bombs began falling. In her own words, I was looking at my couch thinking, I'd really love to offer it to someone in need. So, Desislava sprang into action, creating a Facebook group to help Ukrainian refugees find a place to stay. They've already found housing for nearly 100 refugees, Many are staying in rental homes paid for by others. Good Samaritans who decided to forego their vacation plans to help those in need. We may lose our earthly homes, but Christians know that here we don't have an enduring city. But we're looking for the city that is to come. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus, our second day in a series this week called Great Expectations in Revelation. It's been interpreted countless ways through the centuries. Some have used it to date the return of Jesus. Others have stayed away from it because its descriptions scare them. And yet it's the one book in the Bible that comes with a promise for reading it. John writes in the very first chapter, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. And Karen Heimbach, my friend, was inspired with a great idea as she continued reading the verse.
1: The Lord put it on my heart to memorize the book of Revelation. And so I thought, maybe I could be a voice that could uh, tell the story of the book of revelation there's a guarantee of blessing here just for reading the book for hearing it and for obeying what you do understand
0: that's karen heimbach from hollywood's church on the way we will be joining us again in a moment she'll be sharing about her dramatic reading of the revelation she memorized it the entire book and it was set to a musical score performed by the london symphony orchestra at the Abbey Road Studios. The Revelation is a compelling and unforgettable worship experience, and it's brought to life in a powerful two CD set. So as you listen to God's word spoken aloud, I know you'll be blessed because God's word says you will be. After this program, our time together, I'd like to send you the two CD set of the Revelation for your gift to Haven today. But let me just say, this was a very expensive production, and so it costs us more to send to you. So would you pray about being as generous as you possibly can when you call us at 800 654 800 654 Or take a moment and go to our website. Listen to excerpts from The Revelation by Karen Heimbach. And then you can make your gift at haventoday.org. One word, haventoday.org. And don't forget, we're still sending money to help Ukrainian refugees. $50 feeds a family of five for a week. So keep praying boldly, but also give boldly. Our partner in Ukraine is not only giving out bread, they're sharing the bread of life. And you can be a part of sharing that hope with those in need today. Ask about it when you call or learn more online. They're at haventoday.org. And now, here's a song straight out of Revelation, a triplicate of the biblical word holy. Holy, holy,
2: holy, Lord God, song shall rise to thee holy 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 merciful and mighty God in three persons blessed trinity
0: Haven today, Great Expectations in Revelation. I'm Charles Morris. Yesterday, we had Karen Heimbach on this program, talking about her orchestrated recitation of the Revelation. In just a moment, I want to think with you about how to get the most from this book and what it's all really about. But first, let's go back to Karen Heimbach let's hear how she was led by the Lord to memorize this final book in God's holy word. The
1: Lord put it on my heart to memorize the book of Revelation. I was going through the scriptures as we all do, you know, for our daily devotions. And I, the portion of scripture I was reading that day was, I was starting with the book of Revelation. And even though I'd studied it in Bible college, I was reminded yet again, you just get down to the third verse of the first chapter and it says, blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy. I thought, well, I know how to do that. And then it says, blessed are those who hear it And take to heart what is written in it because the time is near. And I thought, well, goodness, a lot of people are not hearing it because they're fearful of the book. They're afraid they're not either not smart enough or it's too much about doom and gloom instead about praise and worship of Jesus. And so um, I thought, wow. Uh, And I always love the dramatic, you know, it's so in me, I thought, oh, this could be great. I mean, what gets any bigger? Nothing's any bigger than the book of Revelation. I mean, the end of one world and the beginning of the next where this earthly life meets, you know, eternity and where Jesus is seen by all as the conquering King. And so I thought, oh, this, this would be, this is where the blessing is. There's a guarantee of blessing here just for reading the book, for hearing it and for obeying what you do understand. And so I thought maybe I could be a voice that could uh, tell the story of the book of Revelation, and he when he put that desire in my heart, it was for the whole book. And uh, also, when you're memorizing any portion of Scripture, but especially a whole book, you get an idea of the heart of God behind that book and why He wanted uh, His His people to write these things down. You know, and so it's so important. You know, Jesus said, it is written, and you have to know what is written <laughs> before you can engage it, you know, put it, in, put it into pra- practice, or that is to say, put it into gear and get going, you know, with what, what the, where the Word will take you.
0: It's my friend, Karen Heimbach. I have to agree with her. Is there anything bigger than Revelation? All Scripture is special, of course, in its own way, but there's something majestically special about the book of revelation there's the big picture taking you literally through john's vision into the very throne room of heaven showing jesus victory and reign and maybe in all of our confusion about the book of revelation we've skimmed past those very first words too quickly this book the revelation of jesus christ literally into english is all about jesus that should encourage us to read all the book All of Scripture reveals Jesus in some way, but this book says right up front that it's a revelation of the Redeemer, our Savior. There's another thing we miss, maybe, in our misgivings about what to do with, well, I'll call it what it is, the wild imagery in Revelation. Beasts and lampstands, swords coming out of the mouth of Christ. Seems almost impossible to understand, doesn't it? As if the whole point... Were to be obscure and irrelevant, but nothing could be further from the truth. Think about that title, The Revelation. It's meant to reveal. Sounds simple, but we miss the main point too often. However daunting this book may seem when you read it, and if you haven't read it, you should read it, there's this unique imagery and all the disagreements over how to interpret the book. And at the end of the day, you can get excited about reading Revelation. I have been. There's a blessing promised just for listening to it. You'll hear this over and over in the next few days, but we need to hear it. Revelation 1-3, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it, and take to heart what's written in it, because the time is near. Because of that, I want us to be blessed together. You ready for a blessing? Right now, today? by listening to God's word from Revelation. After
3: this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or on any tree. Then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? Where do they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes.
0: What a picture. Revelation 7. People from all over the globe worshiping the Lamb on the throne. Did you notice how as you listened... You could picture the scene in your mind's eye. That's part of the genius of Revelation. Most books in the Bible are meant to be read, but Revelation is different. It's meant to be heard. It's the account of a vision John received from his Savior. It's a book meant to be seen. Revelation one hundred eleven, John hears this voice blaring like a loud trumpet telling him, write on a scroll what you see. Sometimes it's hard to see what John saw. Unless you can hear it aloud, close your eyes, immerse yourself in the colorful, intense, rich imagery of the book. One scholar calls it a sound film. When you hear it read, the curtain is raised and an amazing drama begins showing the true nature of the church of Jesus, his enemies, but also the Savior. Symbolism that seems paradoxical. Like in Revelation 5, 5, and 6, the conquering lion of Judah is the lamb who was slain. A lion who is also a lamb? A slain conqueror? It makes you think. But as you meditate on the truth, it takes you deeper into the glories of Jesus and his completed work for us. But before approaching the book as something to be seen and heard more than read, there's another thing that helps us understand the book, and it's the backdrop of the Old Testament. Revelation only makes sense in light of what was written by the prophets, and that's where many of these symbols come from. Revelation 11 draws from Zechariah 4, Revelation 13 has imagery from Daniel 7, when Revelation 20, verse 2, talks about the dragon, that ancient serpent who is the devil or Satan. It takes you back to Genesis 3. So if you want to really understand the end of the Bible, you have to spend time in the beginning of the Bible, in the Old Testament. Like the finishing touch on Scripture, God weaves the pages of his book to the end of his story. One final thing to encourage you, as you listen and see in your mind's eye the Revelation It is certainly about the future, but it's not meant to lead us into dangerous speculation on when things will happen or how current events are somehow conspiring to usher in the return of Jesus. Don't get into setting dates, but do remember this. We tend to think of Revelation as only a book about the future, and it is a book about the future, but that's not all that it says about itself. People debate over references to time in the book, a thousand years, time, times, half a time, and on you go. But there's one time reference that speaks for itself, and it's there in Revelation 1.1. 1, 1. God's word, not man's word, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon, soon take place. What must soon take place comes up again in chapter 1, verse 3, and chapter 22, verse 10. What does it mean? It means, however, we interpret some of the more complicated details of Revelation. One thing is certain. One thing is true. John received this vision for the encouragement of God's people then and for you and me now to bring us hope in the midst of troubles, in the midst of problems we face. It's a book for the church under attack. And if you know Jesus, you know we're under attack. John calls himself our brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance we have in Jesus. That's Revelation 1:9. As Christians we face tribulations in this world. But we serve the lamb who is slain, the lion who has conquered. Paradox? Yes. True? Yes. Over the kitchen island where I live, we have a sign with just one word written on it already. And it's a daily reminder for my wife and for myself that we may face many trials, but like the Apostle John, we share not just in the suffering, but we share in the kingdom. Christ reigns even today as we await his return.
4: Oh Lord, my When I, in awesome wonder, consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see
0: Haven a day, and how great Thou art! I'm Charles Morris. Would you like to be encouraged that the return of your Jesus is soon? Then I want to send you right away a copy of the two CD set, The Revelation, by Karen Heimbach. You can listen to God's word, but in your mind's eye, you can see it as it's spoken aloud. I know you'll be blessed because, as I read to you from Scripture when we started, the Bible says you will be. Would you call us right now? Would you make your gift to this listener-supported ministry? The number you can call right now is 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or visit us online right now and you can listen to excerpts from the Revelation. Our web address is one word, haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And one last thing, you can still help refugees coming out of or still in Ukraine. We're sending 100% of your gifts to Eastern Europe to feed those in need with both bread and the bread of life. Ask about that when you call or read more when you visit us at haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll be sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus. You're on Haven today.. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Every single day, the news cycle reminding us that our world is terribly fragile. In those moments, whether it's an unexpected tragedy or a prolonged situation of violence, the thought comes, Where is the Lord? psalm 91 giving us a wonderful promise to hang our life on in those moments he says in verse 2 the lord is our refuge and strength where's the lord he's waiting waiting for us to take refuge jesus is sitting on the throne the psalm doesn't stop there it says what's next he will save blessed are all who take refuge in him run to him even he's mighty to save lift your eyes to king jesus he is a true refuge from the storm. Meet up with Jesus daily. Visit GetAnchor.com.